4: Hi everyone, this is Brooke Burke and you're listening to Intimate Knowledge and I am so excited. This is our premiere episode and I'm sitting in a sexy bungalow in Santa Monica right now with Megan King-Edmonds. She is amazing. I'm so excited to collaborate with so you So happy to be sitting here. Project. It's a long time coming, but we are here and joining us also is Lila Darville and we're so, so happy to bring this, this conversation and this project to life for we all are so of you. So excited. Um, so I don't know. I think we should just, let's give a little bit, like a little insight of who we are. I was like actually right. thinking about that. Who the hell am I right now? Like I'm still, um, God in the transformation right now process, mm-hmm. sort of a metamorphosis, um, coming out on the beautiful other side of marriage. So, um, I'm a mom. I have four amazing children. I'm a TV personality, a host. I'm a fitness freak guru, um, founded and created Brook Burke body. So I spend most of my passionate time, um, Outside of the sexual space, which we're going to get into. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Choreographing health and wellness and um, fitness fitness experiences for women and men around the globe. So kind of burying myself into that. And I have spent a lot of time in the last few years um, running transformation retreats for women, which has been super eye-opening and insightful for mm-hmm. me. It's been an incredible learning experience. I have received as much as I have gived. Um, I love it. And so I'm a woman's woman, um, all the way, um, unapologetically and honest and so happy to unpack these conversations that I think we should all be having. And, uh, nothing is going to be off the table. Um, or inappropriate. We're going to meet you with honesty and transparency, and bring things to life, and learn from each other, and from you as you do from us. And um, it's
5: time. So excited. <laughs> yes, doing it all. Doing it, it all. Isn't that the though, way, just the complexity oh. of the modern woman today? I was just all, thinking about all the that. hats, all the things.
6: But you do. Yeah. I just hearing you list off everything you do. I'm exhausted. Just listening to it. I I feel the same way.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way. And and the list goes on and on. But it's like right now. And and this is the time was was we learn to tell our own story. And our story changes when we decide to change the narrative. And who are we? And I asked myself that this morning. What's my title now? What's in my bio? What am I editing? What did I get rid of from last year? Like, who am I as a woman? And you know what? It's ever changing. And, yeah. you know, the most important it process is. for me is understanding that and listening to the language of my own heart and figuring out what I want now today um, as a woman. And I, and I think we're all in that really powerful
6: possible space. Yes, absolutely. Mm. All right. Oh, well, I'm Megan King-Edmonds. <laughs> Hello. I Mine. guess I'll introduce myself, <laughs> too. So I'm, I guess, best known for being on The Real Housewives of Orange County. But a lot has changed since then. I am a mom... I have three little kids, twin boys and a little girl, and I'm also a special needs mom. So I have, I have um, kind of an extra special role as a mother, as well as just having crazy toddlers running around. Um, I'm also a blogger, and um, and I guess uh, I, like, I like to do social media. That feels like a job. It is a job, yeah, though. it is I mean, a job. I mean, even yeah. when it's not a job, it's a job, right? keeping up with all
4: of that yeah -hmm. well i want to just say one of the things i love most about you is your honesty and your vulnerability and you you have such a you're welcome it's it's it really matters as a woman and you have such a devoted following and we all know that you've been through a lot and i was actually looking through some of your comments and checking out your social media platforms and your people are so supportive
6: they Mm. are it's really been incredible you know a lot of my followers have been on the journey from me with me from when before i had kids when i was on um to now and I've I put it all out there it's all been public and so um, I think I feel like my my followers they really know me mm-hmm. and so when they come up to me in in person and they'll say I feel like I know you and I'm like you do mm-hmm, because yeah. I, I put it all out there As I mean is. there's some things you know of course I keep private but mm-hmm. like the, a lot of it is
4: out there yeah, and that you know that's actually a really good segue too about what the hell we're doing here and what the show is going to be about and how much is going to be private and how much we're going to share. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about like our goals a little bit because for me it's about educating each other and learning and raising our average together as women and opening up a dialogue that's vulnerable and a little bit scary and super intimate. So we're going to unpack intimacy and like what it means and talk about you know everything from cheating to marriage to connection to healing to hurting and I, I mean dating oh my god dating holy <laughs> holy cow you guys <laughs> I've been married for 19 years yeah. and you know two completely different marriages so I I have perspectives from all different angles good and bad and Wow, what a ride. What a roller coaster ride. I can't wait to explore that more with you, by the way. And you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, thank God that
5: Lila is here yeah, with so us just-
6: to give us all the answers right Leela uh,
5: I'll give you something to explore for sure and don't I, you love uh... those podcasts too
6: that are like if your children are
4: in the car you yeah. might want to turn that uh, so this is not an x-rated podcast we actually were gonna put sex in the title and we didn't because intimacy is about so much more mm-hmm. I don't want to say that it's PG either and leave anything off limits but it's just gonna be a an honest uncensored, conversation Coffee about with the girlfriend. Yeah. It's like the bathroom talk. It's the bathroom whispers. It's all the stuff that we should be talking about. Not everybody is. Mm-hmm. And I have an incredible group of women in my life and I am astonished at how shy some of them are, how some of them are still mm-hmm. redefining their own sensual boundaries and, 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 possibilities and trying to find their voice. And yeah. it's always amazing to me what makes your heartbeat faster and what makes your heart sing and, yeah. and what scares you and, and what excites you. And I, I, yeah. We're going to bring it, it, it all, all of it, to this conversation. Ooh, ooh.
5: My name's Leila DeVille. I'm a sex and intimacy coach. Um, and that's looked a lot of different ways in my career um, I've worked one-on-one I do one-on-ones and, and couples coaching uh, workshops and um, I also worked on Magic Mike Live which some of you may know the show yeah <laughs> you say- can we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh that was yeah uh, me and Channing um, there were jobs you could have of, yeah it was, it was a pretty fun fun experience and um, so my work is really about elevating uh, sexual consciousness and providing the tools and guiding women into their
6: authentic expression and sex and whatever that is for them. I have to say Leela, when I found out that you were an intimacy coach, I was very intimidated. Oh. I think I'm I think I'm more of a traditional kind of almost prude, in my brain, at least, kind of woman, and mm-hmm. so when I heard about intimacy coach, I was thinking, "Oh my god, oh my god, what are we? What does she know? And and what is she going to talk about?" And I was, I kind of had that like old school response. I think so like kind of, of a visceral of response. But then um, mm-hmm. I started listening to to you and and learning about you, and I'm thinking. Oh, no, no, this is... Wait, hold on. She's just like me. She just knows more. <laughs> <laughs> what I think it is,
5: I, I feel like the men, women, in the what we're experiencing... It's, it's difficult to articulate and to really dive in and pinpoint what it is that we want, what it is that we deeply desire, and how to share that. And it's not a skill that we've necessarily, sorry, necessarily learned from, um, we haven't had great transmissions from our parents around this. It hasn't been exemplified to us. And so we're really in this new territory of um, developing these skills and acquiring the tools to be able to identify what it is that we want, what we're feeling, um, and be guided by that. And to be able to share that with someone else. And so I think this idea that um, it's it just inherent and it's natural, you yeah. know, I, um, yeah, thanks I, I really that. think
4: that it's a skill. Even yeah. intimacy, like if we were to just focus on that word and how foreign that is, and how unknown it is to mm-hmm. so many people, I mean, we could talk just about intimacy totally. for so long and what that means to all of us. So, yeah. I think that's a really beautiful, you know, place to start. But I want to ask you real quick because I, when we first met, I, I needed a little bit more information from you. Mm. What, what an intimacy coach versus like a sex therapist or a sexologist, so just so our listeners really know how much. Um, yeah you know, valuable content we're really going to give them from an educated point of view? Yeah,
5: so um, I actually chose to be a, a sex coach specifically rather than a therapist because I feel like there's only so far you can get from looking back at the past um, and telling the story of the past. I feel like there's a lot more um, juice and, of identifying what it is we want and where we want to go and going in that direction. So I also... I personally don't feel it's very useful to pathologize and to say, oh, you are this and li- limit somebody to a label in that way. Um, and so as a sex coach, I get to give opinion. I get to give guidance um, rather than just letting someone tell their story and, and talk about it and process it. And how um, does one become a sex coach? Uh, there's a training for it. Um, I, it's been a, a very non-linear kind of um, uh Path for me, and I think for a lot of sex, sex coaches because it's a it's a new thing. What do you sign um, up for a
6: class or something? Yeah, there's.
5: It? I mean, I did my own personal my own personal journey and research for probably a decade uh-huh. before I got certified as a sex coach. And there is a, like a, a governing body around around uh, that. Really? Yeah, wow. it's becoming do you have letters behind your name. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you don't need no, them. Guess, you know I what? Guess. None of us really need a piece of paper. I, guess, I still... didn't. I didn't want to go to the medical route. I, oh, so yes. I really okay. feel like ah, oh, there's just, there's just so many layers and I really didn't want to like be limited in that. So that's why I became a sex coach and I can really give advice yeah. and guidance and, well, a su- and opinions. Super mm-hmm. important
4: part of this trio and I'm really grateful that yeah, you're here and we're, we're lucky to have you because I think, um, finding the narrative in the right dialogue, for a lot of people and the right words to really apply to these thoughts that we have where sometimes we mm. just get, get sort of lost and stuck in that and defining yeah, and what's your desires underneath? and, and what's underneath how that? to accomplish your desires yeah. once you're mm-hmm. comfortable enough to even you know define them so we're, yeah. we're, that's great I love that
3: I'm
1: preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet
2: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic.
1: Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called Survival Sex.
7: But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance.
2: I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of
3: it.
7: And it was a history full of love.
3: The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible.
7: And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself, from iHeart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: So this is intimate knowledge. Let's just talk about intimacy, because I think so many people struggle with it. I don't know if I could have defined it Mm -hmm. last year. I mean, I'm still figuring it out. And I, so I want to just have that conversation. Intimacy for me is about human connection Mm -hmm. and honesty and vulnerability and a whole lot of other things, but at a bare minimum human connection. And that means a lot of different things. A lot. lot. That's a rabbit hole. It
5: encompasses a lot. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think in its simplest form, it means to be seen
6: Mm. You know that's deep. Megan and I are looking at each other we're like shit. To, and oh, to allow wow. yourself shit, to be seen, that. right, right. I, yeah. Oh, that sounds really nice. Can you just <laughs> okay? Can you just tell us about that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just talk about being seen.
5: Being seen. I think that's what we're deeply yeah. Yeah, and
8: that
5: and, too, that. That, too. and <laughs> that all of it to be seen to be known. You know, I think this is what we're really yearning for as women, as we as we. um go about our lives and we're able to provide for ourselves and able to do all the mm-hmm. things I think in relationship, we want to be seen and known. That's what, that's
6: what we want. I just want a partner, right? <laughs> I, I just want somebody Support. who's, who's yeah, supporting me and <laughs> isn't your champion. jealous or, or, or trying to suppress or, you know, somebody who grows with me mm-hmm. instead of like staying stagnant at, at a certain place. Like, to me that's intimacy i just need that partner next to me who's gonna hold my hand and who can see you who sees and me. can mm-hmm. usher
5: you into the yeah. life that you're and born to live
6: someone who gets you
4: and yeah. i think we should do a whole show actually on how to manifest what you're looking oh, for love attraction because i mean this we're already like spinning off like mm-hmm. this is gonna be a really long podcast but <laughs> so many topics but Come i on. mean but intimacy when you yeah. say that you know how we all we take that sigh and it like touches our heart like mm-hmm. somebody that sees you hears you gets you just understands you and it's Mm -hmm. like they're ready to celebrate you
5: yeah like
4: yeah i don't know about you girls but not having a celebration and Mm -hmm. i'm not talking about like the ass kissing and oh you're amazing and all the words of affirmation i'm talking about celebrating your journey in your life the good the bad right all of the downs the shitty parts the beautiful parts just a partner who's like there seeing you laugh and mm -hmm. cry feeling you and Mm -hmm. not
6: think of you differently just loving you for who you are yeah Yeah,
8: I would love to throw some some topics at you guys So so we did some research Of what people want from this show So I'm just going to throw Things out to you guys And have Mm -hmm. you discuss it So that the audience can learn What journey we're going to be on For the next year together Yes. How do you keep sex Intimacy Spice alive In a relationship after 5 years 10 years Well we'd still be married If we figured
6: that out (laughs) (laughs) Right Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lila, oh. tell us. Because <laughs> we're such experts in this room. right? <laughs> uh, well, I've one made it to the five. <gasps> uh, I, could, <laughs> I did too, but I don't know if I... I can't talk about the ten, yeah. but... I don't even know if the first five was all that. <laughs> well, in my five, I had three kids in like, yeah. you know, 18 mm-hmm. months or something, so that kind of... too. Did you? Yeah.
4: yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Leela, how many children do you I have? I have two kids. I've so. been
5: married for like seven years, and I have a two-year-old and a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah.
4: So we have nine children yeah. between us. I've been, been pregnant my entire busy. life, FYI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just why.
5: It's very sexy, the family bed. Um,
4: well,
5: yeah, and, and, sweet, and, and we should speak about this. That, you know, desire doesn't happen in a vacuum. You don't just miraculously get married and try to enshr- enshrine that love that you had at the beginning and that, that's constant forevermore. Like this is, love is a, it's, an, it's a verb, it's you, you got to... It's action. You got to do verse. something. Yeah, why can't we
6: keep that? Why can't we keep that drive that we have with when we're first dating somebody and find... And it's like okay. that drug that we need. And I'm, this is really why does that go interesting away? because... I'm walking in
4: faith that we can well, keep that. We like,
5: can, but we have to have awareness of yeah. what it is... What it, What's the dynamic that's happening? To create intimacy, you have to create sameness, right? So uh-huh. you want to have common experiences, common values. You want to know each other. You want to... Um, the, just that commonality and that familiarity, right? And then there is the desire and desire comes from difference, yeah. from novelty, from change, from mystery, from like the we magical. Want we want both, both of those things.
0: So yeah.
5: Yeah. Right. We, we want both of those things. We want the intimacy and the love and that Sponality, connection. Stability. And then we want right. the desire. And these all. two, you know, the way that we um um figure out those two things determines what we experience so initially you're all about creating the commonality right when you first meet someone in between hot sex you're just like you're figuring out oh what do we love the same like what do we like to do together Mm -hmm. and having all these shared experiences and that's the exact thing that makes the desire dwindle Mm -hmm. right so then you have to consciously Mm -hmm. create the difference how having time apart Uh is a really good way um not touching each other all the time having different experiences that you can share with each other it's it's also about um i think the physicality and you know someone leads someone follows um somebody stays still somebody flows um you hmm. know there's just so it, many so ways these that are you like can conscious actually conscious decisions conscious decisions like that's what i mean it doesn't it, it's a do it, like love and, and relationships it's it's a, a doing thing we have you, to take action would you agree that
4: This is such a fascinating conversation for me because when you're in it, you're in it and you don't know that you're in it, right? So you're not like in this new relationship, losing your way and losing sight of that connection. You're just kind of drowning in it Mm -hmm. and, you Mm -hmm. know, being on the other side of it now and having not one marriage but two marriages that failed and i hate to even use that word but they did mm-hmm. and i'm on well, the other ended. side of, they ended well, it, and they've it, taken a different form yeah they, they needed to end i'm not yeah. i don't have guilt associated to it and i don't beat myself up about it I, i'm i'm kind of like owning it that they failed for a lot of reasons so i'm owning my part in it but with an open heart and like super hopeful going forward now I, my eyes are wide open and I communicate and I understand the ebbs and flows better. I'm not an expert at it. I haven't mastered it by any means, but I understand like what you're saying, you're talking about like separateness. It's sort of like bringing a whole, your whole self as a woman to the table. And I don't know that we're even capable of that no matter how smart and experienced you are as a younger woman. No. you're Sort of trying to find yourself. You want to be together all the time. Mm-hmm. You might not be super confident in that, that alone space. And it's been a fascinating ride for me to spend that time alone. Yeah to struggle in it, to have solitude, to understand that loneliness and being alone, there's really no synergy there, to like find stillness, to cry myself to sleep, to get in my bed super comfortable, so happy that there's not a man next to me, right. <laughs> to wake up in the morning bummed <laughs> when the sun's rising and I'm looking at my puppy going, oh, why am I here alone on Saturday morning? And then on other mornings waking up going, this is fabulous, I get to watch yeah. the news and drink my coffee and read and a book. Sleep well, yeah. And sleep well, nobody's snoring next a man you? next to me. So it's just been yeah. like an unbelievable experience. And, I just don't think we know we're in it and we're in it. So conversations yeah. like this spark I, little ideas.
5: I wanted to say as well, we're we're in this whole new territory of relationships. We. Ex- and want so much more from our relationships than we ever have in human history. Do you think that's our age as women, or do you think
4: that's no, society?
5: Society. Is
4: like we used, media, we used to get.
5: Is, are we
8: trying oh, to keep up with the? Yeah, Joneses? We, we can
4: talk.
5: We can talk about that as well.
4: Absolutely. We're always trying to keep up with somebody, but mm-hmm. I, one thing I know for certain is somebody's always going to be doing it better than you are. So if you can just <laughs> surrender
6: to that goal. You know, that's a good place and to faster start. and better yeah. and yes, always. And with social media, everything is so fast. But always. how how information flows is so much faster than it ever yeah. used to yeah. be and yeah. so i think that that changes relationships too we want it yeah. all right
5: oh we we well, would absolutely want our partner and the person that we're intimate with to be our best friend and Ooh. danger oh to be our to be our best friend to be our confidant <laughs> to be our supporter our champion but is that possible our lover no. our, i don't think so um i think there's a challenge don't we just that. need a tribe tribe of
6: people to have and this is
5: the thing we used to live in community we never used to rely mm. upon the person that we're married to to divulge all yeah. of the things that are happening on our you know in our inner workings you know we went to our friends for that we went to somebody mm-hmm. who was supporting us emotionally in that way and then we had what we had with our partner but yeah. This centuries ago, yeah. women
4: were raising women. I had a great conversation with my girlfriend the other day and she was so disappointed, you know, and I love that line that like people don't break our hearts, they break our expectations. And she was like, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be my best friend I thought he was going to be my everything and he doesn't understand me and he doesn't know what I'm thinking and he doesn't know what I want. And the list went on and on and on. And I was like, you can just give up that expectation. Like yeah. I can be your best friend.
3: <laughs> I totally. totally
4: understand your language. Right. Like I speak the same language, but yeah. I used to be that young woman where I wanted my man yeah. of to be my everything and everything. it was a continuous and see, we place so much my focus on that. Be my best friend. We I put wanna, yeah, I want to value him, I want to honor him, I want to respect him, I want to value his opinion, I want to enjoy so many things about him, but I don't need him to be my best friend anymore. Mm-hmm. And I learned that lesson like I'm in my 40s now. Like I I don't need that anymore. So mm-hmm. now I get to enjoy him and I get to spend time with my friends and I get to bury right, myself yeah. in family time. And I love my, I alone think the time. more that you can yourself...
5: support, have those people around you to support you in that way and to support the marriage after the marriage, you know, after the wedding, right. you know, which Absolutely. there isn't really established, um, and I think and, and, and Brooke,
6: you're giving yourself that grace to do so and your relationship, the grace to open up and say, it doesn't have to be perfect. Maybe mm-hmm. perfectness and wholeness doesn't mean what you used to think it meant, which is everything. It filling took a long filling time. all yeah filling everything up yeah. because i think relationships you know and intimacy are more having a good relationship with your your romantic partner is more than invo- involves more than just that romantic partner because you have to be whole yourself to be able to give that to your partner yeah. and in order to be whole you need to be have other people you know f- yeah. filling you up and whole is like a life journey. Lila,
4: you said something to me when in our first meeting when we were brainstorming this show, and I wish I could quote you. And I've racked my brain, so I'm hoping oh I can give goodness. you enough information. I always what I say. It was so <laughs> powerful. It really, really sat with me. We were talking about um, you know timing and, each other. and the demands and where we are in society today as a woman, where we're very powerful and very independent, and and yet on the other side of it, there's something so beautiful and vulnerable about having the ability to need when we are working so hard to stand on our own yeah. and be ind- independent but i wish i could have yeah it was so interesting hearing your words. stories
5: about everything that we're holding everything that we're we're trying to to do and that we can do as women today like we're just you know we're just super charging through we're like super women you know being able to do it all and and so that kind of really begs the question like why why be in a relationship with man we don't need him anymore for um financial support necessarily we don't need him to have children we don't you know all the reasons why we used to have to get married we don't need him for protection we can protect ourselves we can raise our children we can provide for ourselves so it begs the question what is relationship for and i think this is what i might have been speaking to you about that day this is it
8: (laughs) (laughs) but it's so beautiful that we really
5: want to have an ex take ourselves somewhere deeper than what we can take ourselves and I think really that's what I look to my partner for that is the role that 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 he plays in my life everything else I feel like I can get and and partially do get filled somewhere So that's intimacy for me
4: to find someone that can take us to a deeper deeper place than we can go ourselves. And relationship
5: is now about art and making art out of all like I always question people, okay, what is the purpose of relationship for you? Like when I'm working with a couple, it's really important that, that we align on why are we doing this? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like, why are we here? Like, um, and if you know, a lot of people say, Oh, it's for growth. And it's for, you know, for all, all different, all the different reasons that come out It's for security It's to mm-hmm. have a champion. And, and for me, it's really about healing. Um, Hmm. What about just about pure becoming... sex and like human connection? Yeah, like but Like if you're I not feel... that deep
4: of a person, if you're not really tapped into your soul and your spirituality... Mm-hmm. And it you're can, just... be
6: you're can be for that. And you Absolutely can be for
4: that. Acknowledge that that's
6: what it's And you just like go for. at it like rabbits?
5: Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that's what I'm going for.
4: I'm just <laughs> posing the question for people who might not be on that deep journey. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: And right? I think this can shift and change through, through the lifetime of a relationship. Can like, we put a now my... on that question? Where are <laughs> <laughs> right. we here? Now? Now, exactly. Now, exactly. I mean, because I yeah think... Think, you know, I, I think you. I think Esther Perel speaks about it. That I love her. Yeah, I love her too. I. I hope. I wonder if we can get her on. Love her. That would be amazing. Anyway, she, she talks about um, relationship. You know that most of us will have three or three marriages in a lifetime, and and those of us that don't. Those of us who don't, we'll will um, will end up doing it with the same person, and it's like have like my relationship it has had so many chapters already, and we're only seven years in. Should we, from we allow the hot
8: ourselves sex. to have a relationship that is just for physical or sex? Like, we're mine so, was that yes, at the beginning. I think that's healthy, yeah. Because I think and as women were so like. A little standoffish right. with that, but maybe... I don't think, think it will... It's
6: sustainable. I Because we're being, don't think we're being will all kumbaya, you. right? Like, we're talking about relationships and, like, fun. the kumbaya role. Yeah. But, like, what if we just want to have good old-fashioned sex?
5: Well, you don't need to have a, a relationship in the way that we have relationships today to have that. I right. Think. But imagine I mean,
4: if you can have that and that right. chemical desire, right? That heat, that, that, that need, and then have all the other things and find that union. Then it's just with the like, same person.
6: Yeah, well, yeah. Yes. You're lucky. Right. Yeah. I mean, or That's you could have several
4: different people right. for That's different roles. I mean, could
8: we allow ourselves to have a relationship with a man, let's say for the you know, four of us, that is based on sex? And that physical and even if it's just that one person for a long period of time, even if it maybe doesn't go into all the other categories that we talked yeah, about Yeah, and then there's that I don't know if thing I that really is gonna that. come along <laughs> and f <laughs> you up.
4: Yes. <laughs> I tried that.
6: That's a is hard it? one. I don't know. Is that possible? <laughs> it
4: depends on who you are. What's it,
6: what is on it, what it you called? Want. What is the? Yeah. There's a term for Oxytocin? that. Oxytocin. No, no. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, funny. No, yes, that's, like that's a. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. That's what person. it is. <laughs> Except I was thinking it of a word that starts yeah. with an F. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
5: And, and that that can really. Friends I, with I mean, benefits. I have been through yes. periods of my life where that is what I have had with a particular person. It's not a. It's not a lifetime relationship. And if that's what we're aspiring to, to have a lifetime relationship, to have kids with, and you know, maybe it's not that person.
4: So. The guy that I'm dating, in the beginning,
5: he was like, you know what I love
4: about you? What's so attractive about you is that you don't need me. You don't need a man. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, my heart, like, skipped a beat. Mm-hmm. It was a compliment. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was, like, a backhanded compliment. Mm-hmm. He meant right. it. And the highest regard, he was basically saying, you're independent, and you're, you, you don't ask me for anything, and you're stable, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like took my breath away, and I looked at him, and I was, and I, I, wasn't defensive, but I was like, "Do you really feel that way?" Like, and then I, and I asked myself, my inner dialogue was like, "Whoa, am I giving that off? Am I like walking mm. in a space of such independence where I'm not vulnerable in my feminine energy that a man thinks I don't need?" Because deep down inside, I was like, "I need a man," and not mm. in an unhealthy way. I just know myself as a woman that I'm in my most beautiful space in masculine energy. It actually. It oh, yeah. lights you sing up, right? It's the thrive. sense of aliveness. And I'm a very Girl. independent, strong woman. And mm. I was like, whoa. And I didn't say anything really. I was just like, oh, do you, yeah. do you really feel that way? And I processed that and pondered that for so long. Did it hurt mm. your feelings? It didn't hurt my feelings. It made me my check myself in how I'm walking through what the dance of my relationship is. And it, am I giving that off? And why? That's so attractive. When I want to be that strong, independent woman, but I also want to curl up like a little girl on someone's lap mm-hmm. and feel protected, and feel loved, mm-hmm. and feel vulnerable and fragile. Yeah. I want to be strong and fragile. Yeah. So, like, I would that say that we're, such qu- a, we're, well, we're clearly both stuck sexes. with you.
5: Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that it, anymore, but
4: it was a process yeah. where I'm like,
6: no, I had to like after, you know, a period of time, I'm like, no, cause I, I, I think it sounds like you. a huge compliment. You know, if, if, if there was no context, I would think mm. that's a huge compliment, Yeah. but I see what you're saying because you want to want a man and you want the man to know that, or to think that, that he's wanted or needed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's that. I think that I think it's an we're both questioning our have. roles in this, like what yeah, I said, like role.
5: what's the purpose of it and yeah. why are we doing this? And, and especially, especially now in this time, like um i think both sexes are questioning yeah. Um, it makes their me feel place. Like he didn't know
8: you yeah. yet. You no, had not let your guard down. I actually down. think
5: that it actually had something to, more to do with him and he was questioning mm. his space. Like, what I, I value I mean, do I bring? Yeah, and I think it and was think a
4: compliment.
5: It, yeah. I just understand,
4: like, what you said earlier mm-hmm. about different roles. And in a relationship, I think yeah. what creates harmony is when someone is masculine and when someone is feminine and they can switch and they can swap. And it doesn't mean man or woman. Yeah, They're exactly, just roles. I and I think yep. we should do a whole episode of masculine and feminine energy and the Union, union of that yeah. and it could be heterosexual bisexual whatever relationship yeah. you're in it's just a role and it only works when in my opinion in my opinion because i've been on the other side of it when roles are assumed you can't have two masculine energies or two feminine it's just a big fail yeah I, I, yeah i, it's, and it's I think
5: masculine and feminine when we use those terms it's really hard to conf- to not separate that from gender yeah. i tend it's not, not to thing. use masculine and feminine these days because of that um a lot of people talk about it in terms of yin and yang or or just like the opposite thing like i was saying before about one person follows one person le- you know leads that kind of that At certain kind of times deal. yeah yeah i mean it's interchangeable so let's you know? dissect
4: that like later in another show because i think it's yeah. it's a it's a very fragile um deep and intimate conversation and that, and that is
5: how that is like the key to having long-lasting sexual lives with our chosen partner with so. that balance between the energies is that what you're saying to create po- polarization oh right. yeah and to to have the attraction
6: and right. it's really yeah. hard like and and it, i
4: i like i had the same face that you have right now too i was just like what and then, well okay you know, but it's, so it's this, is like, the, this is
6: like this is kind of weird but i'm going to mention it um so i I have a really good friend. She's a psychic and she reads aura colors. And so she can literally like look at somebody and know their aura and how they'll fit together with someone else in a relationship. Just with the aura. So, and we're saying the same thing. Yeah. masculine. Exactly. Feminine, I mean, we, we have an essence,
5: right? right. The it's, one that we sit comfortably in, the one that we want to experience with another person. We have like one that, you know, I have a feminine essence. I and love to surrender in sex. I, yeah. I love to yeah. be taken. I, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I'm lucky that my partner in our sexuality loves to be the masculine yeah. and loves to. To um to have the control and, it could and be to the guide and
4: ultimate contrast in life.
5: Definitely. Like, yeah. I mean, and in life, um, you know, this isn't a lifestyle that we're we co- like in tantric circles and things like that. You'll you'll hear about people making it a lifestyle, like someone mm-hmm. you know holds a masculine all the time, and someone else holds the feminine all the time. Um, and I don't I don't see that as a lifestyle um, that really computes with um, family, mm-hmm. and where sameness is really important mm-hmm. with with the kids and stuff. Okay. Um, so, but but when you when it's when you're making the choice to to become Uh, sexual and you want the desire and the attraction and the fire then you can cultivate that and you can um, amplify both the masculine and feminine or the the yin and yang so that you can create that that ladies we're going
4: to do a whole episode on tantric sex for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah
6: i'm nervous
1: i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step
0: Sham, scam,
6: beware.
0: Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic.
1: Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex.
7: But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught. A history of courage and perseverance.
2: I wanted to take control of my story and not
3: be ashamed of it.
7: And it was a history full of love.
3: The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible.
7: And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. From iHeart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: So we're back, and uh, we're going to talk about something
6: let's just let's just cut this? straight to it we're cut back straight to it <laughs> it's about no circumcision. Pun intended. Oh, circumcision i was like I want to hear the i was trying respected. to
4: find the words i i i'm i mean this i am I'm, I'm surprised at how many girlfriends i have that have never seen an uncircumcised penis me
5: american women
4: american women
6: mm-hmm. me yeah wow. megan
5: i know Girl. right mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> Well, let Look. me <laughs> tell you. <no. laughs> I
5: think I've been with I mean I Googled it.
6: men. I literally Googled it. But I'm also from Australia. Australia. In Australia, so is our that a, men... Is that not a thing there?
5: No, it is a thing. I just think generationally and culturally, there's been a shift mm. away Good. from it. The most and European
4: and men are not circumcised yeah. South American
5: yeah, Latin. and I th- and I think also in, I I just read in Canada that they're diminishing. Um, I think it's fifty percent in Canada getting something. Oh, really? It's actually
8: yeah. going down in it's America. It's going down. Too. It is going it should down. Be
6: there's no reason to, to to manipulate your your baby boy's body like yeah, that. And I, I have don't two sons. I didn't do it. it. Sad. Well, for you, I yeah. have two sons and I did it. You did it. Did
5: you have a partner? Was your
6: partner. My partner was, oh, he, he was, um, a professional baseball player. And he's like, well, in the locker room, I Hi. don't want him to get made fun of. And I was like, Ugh, okay, well, you're the dad. You do have 50% like choice, choice in this, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, it was really hard for me. And I was really upset by, it. I'm like, oh, we live in twenty 9, eighteen at the time. Like we, we know how to clean ourselves. We have showers and hygiene. Hmm. And like, why am, why would I do this to my child? He's like a little baby. Also, there's no there's no kind of num- numbing except topically and like what kind of long-term effects are this does this possibly have on the psychological effects on our kids growing up through the years Do, and then i'm gonna get real deep but is this why maybe men are more aggressive does yeah I, people, I, wanna, I don't know i want
5: to speak to that a little bit because i've i've done some field research uh-huh. on this one um i've been probably with more uncircumcised men than circumcised and the thing that i have found is that when they are uncircumcised the sheath itself provides the friction and a man who is circumcised will use something else to provide the friction rather like your vaginal walls your hand your mouth whatever it is to like that's what provides the friction rather than the slip of the foreskin and sheath slipping over the shaft i mean it's there for a reason it's a different functionality for sure and i feel like uh the men that i have been with who are uncircumcised need a lot more pressure friction to feel
8: on or circumcised
5: when they're circumcised Because they're not getting the pleasure from not the get, force. Yeah, guy. I feel like uncircumcised has much more sensitivity and attunement almost. And then when they're uncircumcised, uh, when they're circumcised, I feel like they need a lot more vigor and a lot more friction.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I, where do I begin? Um, I know. Because Tell I raised three things, daughters everyone. and, I, and I, my baby is a little boy and um, we're Jewish. So... It is a foundation in our religion, and our culture, and sort of a rite of passage. And it's just mm-hmm. sort of what happens if you are On raising day, right? raising your um, son to honor um, Judaism. Um, I will say that planning a party for the removal of his foreskin, having raised three daughters, and you know, you're rolling through everything, having just given birth to a son, was traumatic. To be complimentary. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that it was one of the most beautiful and sentimental and spiritual ceremonies that I've ever experienced. I honored his puppy, his grandfather, my Mm -hmm. husband, um, in, in, in so many ways. As a mother, I would have preferred to have held him. And I'm talking about... A like kosher religious Sephardic like religious family, so I couldn't even hold my son during oh, the process. Couldn't? I was mortified. Yeah, I yeah. was actually in another room because yeah. I it just women weren't really even welcome, hard. which sounds so yeah, old school. Yeah. But I'm saying that um, with great delicacy because I really do honor and respect um, my son's family's traditions. Um, so that wasn't even a conversation to be had, and mm-hmm. I surrendered to that and respected that aside from religion um, i had a german boyfriend and it is true it's sort of a relearning of making love to someone it's very hmm. different it's really? very and different it's very different and and i will say there's there's m- I, I hear that there's more sensitivity for a man who is not circumcised because they have that constant protection of the foreskin um yeah. it's a different experience and i've i've had several of them <laughs> And not American men. So it's something that we don't see here. And to your point and your husband's, you know, with a young boy growing up in America Mm -hmm. to be different, I mean, it's an issue. It doesn't mean that it's not okay. I mean, hopefully we're raising all of our children to be free in their own body at every size and shape. That's what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. like now today in our society. But I can understand. I think even Brooks was talking about that in his podcast. Like he's an athlete. He comes from the locker room. There were maybe a couple of guys in there that, you know, weren't circumcised and, um, You know, it's different. But so what? Different is different is fine. Yeah, Yeah, we did do some research
8: because we talked about this on how men think and we were able to find a man who had been circumcised as an adult. So he had experienced sex before and after. And oh, my God, the line that was used was color TV before black and white TV. After why was he circumcised wow. as an adult? I was it a choice? There must have been, there have been issue. a medical issue. I think there was some yeah, sort of medical happen. issue.
4: Sometimes there is some discomfort and tearing of the skin or something that happens when a, when a man has exactly. to have that procedure mm-hmm. done later on in life, which seems yeah. very oh. traumatic to me. I mean, it's just like vaginal rejuvenation. I imagine it's the same totally. type of a thing. But most of my girlfriends have not, just as Americans, have not seen an uncircumcised it's, penis. Yeah, it's interesting, interesting. So I much I seem to, thing. but then I realize I've never.
8: Yeah it never had sex with either of them. I've seen them yeah. and done other stuff. So, and to me it seemed exactly the same. Yeah. It looked the same. Everything seemed the same. I don't
4: think it looks, the same, but it's like a vagina. vagina. I mean, yes. everything, everybody's oh, body say, oh, looks, looks so different, different. Yeah. yeah, but it's a relearning. But isn't everybody, isn't every person that we encounter with, yeah. like, essentially, if you're going to have an intimate it's experience, it's about
6: dialogue and a relearning of making love to someone. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I had my, yeah. tw- so my twins were circumcised, but I didn't want to do it at the hospital. And so I actually, I'm not, I'm not Jewish. I'm not religious, but I grew up Catholic and I found a Jewish mohel and he came over to my house and he did the whole thing yeah. on my kitchen counter yeah, yeah, and I held my babies and it was horrible. They were 10 yeah. days old. And I, so it was, but like I wanted to do, use the moil because he has done way more than anybody in the hospital and he does it in a loving way and I wanted that for my boys if I was going to do it I wanted to do it I think the yeah. ritual in the most loving way possible I
4: is, is beautiful yeah. I I didn't think it was um, traumatic
5: yeah I, I mean I think well, it was traumatic well, for you, me I think ritual in general is beautiful religion. I don't necessarily feel that it should involve it was the traumatic for me and I, I don't think there's a, a medical reason for that it doesn't um yeah I don't I don't think it really advances. well the
6: old school uh thought is that it it's hygiene. for hygiene yeah purposes. But, uh, but that was back
5: in the day when we right. didn't have
6: like showers every day and right you know and I think but I think it's that's something that's still like stuck in the minds of people think about yeah. our, the anatomy of a woman and our body can you imagine and no, but if you're well, going to be happens. clean and you're
4: going to have high hygiene and you're going to take care of your body it's much more challenging as a woman than an uncircumcised penis i mean let's just keep it real yeah for like we got a lot sure. going on and <laughs> you know
6: yeah. we we handle it hopefully i do <laughs> i mean i'm just saying yeah. Yeah. good, it's job, relearning. It's good job relearning good job you know yeah. yeah no for sure yeah, Speaking I mean, of, I have kids' diapers. We, we know have, what that's like. Boys, <laughs> I <laughs> when I had my son, I was like,
4: "Oh my gosh, what do I do with all this like testicles and the whole thing?" The <laughs> a lot of like, flappy things. Having three girls, I was like, "Whoa, this is a lot." <laughs> right, clean <laughs> it is. No, I was. I'm like, <gasps> when you come from yeah. a girl, there's house. a lot of crevices. <laughs>
8: I,
6: I was like, wow. I mean, yep. Uh, so yeah. we have a lot
8: of women who are fearful. The majority of women, sort of listening to us, are let's say thirty to fifty and they are getting stressed about menopause and what sex will mean once they are in menopause. And I've actually been nervous about it myself and Googled it before, so I'd love to get your knowledge expertise anything i can't speak
4: to it because i'm not in it yet and i think about it but i also um really believe in hormone therapy so you know i plan on to get really educated and do everything that's right and kind and responsible to my body we all hear horror stories i've watched my mother go through it i've watched a different generation go through it that didn't have access to what we do i'm not in it yet i think there's probably an emotional part of it that i I sort of feel like. You know, it's like the to- the clock ticking when everything changes, yeah. but I, I don't know, I can't speak to it.
5: Yeah, I think I think generally we have to embrace change, right? And we're all going in that direction. It's not often talked about, um, um, aging, and. I think, like, I, I haven't been through it for myself, so I, I didn't generally don't teach about or speak about anything that I haven't experienced myself. Um, but when I think about, like, the change I went through after birth and if I had continued to cling on to the way that was before, it would have been really difficult. Mm-hmm. But I approached it with this air of, like, curiosity and playfulness and exploration and what is my body doing now and how can I um, meet it where it is at and how... You know, I've also known women who have gone through menopause without incidents mm-hmm. at all, yeah. and I yeah. think a lot of this today of what we're experiencing is the anxiety around around the the thought of aging and what that means for our bodies, and we we're in a, a generally in a state of. Stress and anxiety, and that probably amplifies what women are experiencing within menopause. So, I think the more that we can ease into relaxation Mm -hmm. and rest, acceptance, yeah, and less. I think I what I hear from women, you know, coming into their 40s and 50s is that we. We need more rest, Mm. you know, less action, you know, the action results from the rest rather than rest coming from
8: the, um, it's
4: also so much of it as the unknown. And like, I I like to think about, you know, there's certain keywords, you know, that are going to come up throughout this podcast, but compassion and, you know, really slowing down and listening and tuning into your own body and being Mm. compassionate with the changes, you know, the body changes so much when we go through our hormonal years and then we give birth and then. We're so hard on ourselves as women, and then our inner dialogue completely fucks with us. We look in the mirror. We're looking at the wrinkles. We're not looking at the smiles. We're not looking at the sparkle in our eyes. We're looking at the flaws in our body. We're not like Mm -hmm. focusing on the things that we love and that, you know, make us feel good. And there's a a real lack of acceptance, I think, in our generation with women and compassion. And that's one of the things. And that
5: reaching back in time to the way that it was. Well, everybody, we're we're, we're we're so
4: quick to fix yeah. in our society. And, you know, one yeah. of the things that I preach and teach a lot in my transformation programs is self-compassion and changing that inner dialogue and just meeting yourself and saturating yourself with love and kindness. And we're not really good at that. Nobody was yeah. talking about it in our parents' generation. No. So it's foreign. Now we're talking about it. If there's something in the media or something negative, and then we're focusing on the fear, about it, but we can just get educated. And if we can have these conversations, you know, these intimate conversations that are now public because of, you know, podcasts like this. I think we the same to understand.
8: thing, Ashley Graham is pregnant and recently mm-hmm. spoke out that she feels women are not talking enough about sex during
6: pregnancy. <laughs> so I'd love to hear you three. Yeah. I didn't really have sex during pregnancy. And I feel like I'm alone in this. Leela, you'll have to tell me. But it maybe my girlfriends, um, they, the ones that didn't have sex during pregnancy, they didn't really, I don't know, maybe they're embarrassed by it. But... <laughs> and they don't talk I don't know but yeah, I really sure. wasn't into it and um mm-hmm. that was that Yeah I mean there's the whole hormonal change and morphing bodies and all that and you know Did you have know. a sex drive? Like were you not mm-hmm. thinking about
5: it or you just didn't feel comfortable
4: no, to have No
6: no I I don't no and you, no I loved being pregnant I was very yeah, comfortable Sexually, in my body. like hormonally were um, you thinking? No I just didn't have a drive Yeah you know what I had a hard, harder kind of pregnancies and so I was in like a lot of pain and like contractions yeah. and this and that but um Yeah. So no, it wasn't that like I wanted it and I wasn't getting it. I just was I don't know. I do not think you weren't in the mood. I no, I, I wasn't in the mood.
4: My sex drive really increased when I was mm. pregnant. Really? How, so what, it's different was, for everyone? Yeah, I, mean, I probably yeah.
5: I had diff, it was different for me during different pregnancies. Yeah. You know, that's and true different, too. Different, different trimesters, you know, right. Like, it was different and I found myself really, really wanting it at a different point. I just wanted to be like ravished. And other times like, do not touch me please. True. Like you know, at the end really... of one of
6: my pregnancies I really wanted sex. Like I was really, really, really craving it. And oh. My partner didn't want to have sex with me mm-hmm. because I was so pregnant. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, not it, not that yes. he was like embarrassed by my body, but that he was didn't know what to do. No, no like, he literally do. thought he was going to hit the head of the baby. And it's, it's different, different. It's it's different for everyone. There's them. a big mental component. For that, yeah, but with image. a
4: man, before, yeah. during, and after, you know, roles often change in a relationship as well, now suddenly you're the mother of my child. I can't do these things that I used to do to you before. Mm-hmm. The birth process, you know, just yeah. all of it. And, you know, for me, I had dif- at different ages and stages and different men. So I had two children in my first marriage and two in my second marriage, Two, four completely different
5: pregnancies. Um... Very, I mean, very individual, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> very individual, and I, and again, it's like what we, you were just speaking about about meeting your body where it's at and really tuning in, and and often, you know, it, our idea about sex pre babies is around hot sex, and you know, they're passionate, like mm-hmm. can't get enough of each yeah. other, and I think, you know. It, kind of pregnancy is the perfect preparation is for what to come because you know we don't necessarily want hot sex during our pregnancy and it maybe becomes warm sex or slow Mm -hmm. sex and it and that's the perfect preparation because after baby it's you want a whole different thing like it's Mm -hmm. not like it was before we 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 change we really really what you want
6: after baby is sleep (laughs) yeah you want
5: sleep or or maybe there's a a type of touch that you you're desiring and would really love that would feel really nourishing that isn't going to lead to penetration yeah, and it's probably you know, it's not like, on your
6: nipples because you have babies there.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm exactly. serious. A, like, oh, and totally, I'm not, no go zone. Yeah, right. I breastfed for six years, yeah, consecutive. Yeah, consecutive like, or, or you know, there's no, also one the,
6: child for six years, but yeah. two child
5: <laughs> we're like <back> well. in <laughs> total, so there's, three years each, uh, four years for the first, wow. and two for second, and I tandem go fed yeah. for go wow. Lila, whoa, you bit. tandemed? Yeah, wow, yeah. wow, yeah, amazing. Yeah. There's also the possibility that's really important to distinguish as well. If you're breastfeeding, it's likely that your libido and sex drive is because prolactin competes with the sex hormones. It does? Yeah, as soon also, as... Also, like,
6: I don't want anybody like going near my nipples, oh, yes. Except unless it's like, you're a baby. And then you,
5: you're absolutely touched out, but there's a hormonal huh. reason for that. And, and that is really overlooked a lot of the time, like prolactin
6: competing the with the sex hormones. The way I thought about boobs when I was breastfeeding versus now <laughs> yeah. is like night and day. And I've done it two, two different yeah. times, too. And it was, it's like I don't even recognize the person I was, was in my mind when I was breastfeeding and the thoughts I had about boobs. Mm. I don't know who that person is mm. and I did it twice. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to give you a different, yeah. p- completely opposite
4: point of view. And you know, on around the time when I was pregnant and I was working and refacing modern mom, I was blogging and I was writing a lot about this whole experience. And one of the themes of that parent- parenting site was to never lose sight of the woman behind the scenes and that girl that you were before you became a mother. So since as as we become mothers, you know, the whole identity changes, um, but I, I experienced also a deeper bond with my husband because we became family. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was different and we did find our way back to kinky, dirty, mm-hmm. like hot yeah. sex. And I'm not saying it was always, but I didn't want to lose sight of that. And I get the whole breastfeeding boob thing, but um. I, st- I per- personally, I still needed to like feel like a woman. Totally. I needed that. And then I also, don't get me wrong. I went through periods during my marriage. I didn't want to have sex at all. It was emotional stuff and challenge and I'm not even married to him anymore so don't think that all mine was like all hot and sexy. It wasn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that- Disclaimer. <laughs> Why? Okay. I'm just saying. I'm mean, going to have to keep it real but I'm just saying like I was super horny when I was yeah. pregnant. And then after, you know, in the the right times, I still needed that, like, as a woman. Because I was like, I'm everybody's mother. Like, I have four children. I have three jobs. Like, I'm grinding, climbing this mountain of success and trying to, like, get there. But what about, like, me and the woman behind the scenes? And so I... I think I worked really hard to not lose sight of that and in seasons again in seasons exactly
5: it's like the moon it waxes and it wanes and it's full full at times and then it's like non-existent at others and I you know a friend of mine did this poll on Instagram around sex being better before or after um, having babies and resounding before and for me sex is infinitely better afterwards i, I, after. I, I feel like there's after. like nuances and i'm just open in this different way i had two vaginal bursts and i feel like mm-hmm. my sensitivity receptivity uh-huh. attunement is just so much grander uh-huh. and greater and my partner the way he sees me uh-huh. and um, reveres me that's is, so beautiful is do that- you think
4: it's also because of the evolution of you as a woman and your age and you have a yeah, better understanding I mean, of um, who you are and what you yeah, mean. And my love for my body and my, and, oh, and that's how I am. Honoring I'm, I'm proud myself. of my body. Yeah. So, like I'm so yeah, proud of it. So yeah. we're yeah. lucky. We are lucky women to be able to have those thoughts and to really take ownership of that. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about really the common denominators between us and our listeners and sort of what this whole, podcast and what intimate knowledge is really about and maybe it's fulfillment you know maybe we're all trying to get there and I can't tell anybody the right or the wrong way there's no really roadmap I'd love a silver bullet yeah I mean there's no blueprint (laughs) to getting there but if if that's the goal for all of us then we're going to open up the dialogue and have conversations to better understand ourselves as women and Mm -hmm. what we want and what we need and figure out how to define that and how to get there
5: communicate it yeah share it
4: yeah
6: communication yeah what's that (laughs) (laughs)
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back to sex now? <laughs> <laughs> right.
7: Right. Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart